Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with David Minchin. He's the CEO at Helium One, a listed company chasing helium in Tanzania. Um, he's just spent three months in country meeting uh, the folks there. He gives feedback on that. And also they're going to be drilling in May. Going forward to those results. If you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, uh, the topics discussed, the company itself, and in fact, David, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses that help you with the diligence process. We um, have summaries of interviews. In fact, all the interviews that we've done on there to save you some time because we know you're busy. Uh, if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe, friendly environment, free from judgment, trolling, and abuse, uh, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. I know you'll love it. David, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank you much. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. The last time I spoke to you, you were just about to disappear to Tanzania, which I believe is where you're calling from. That is exactly right. I'm uh, currently sat in a, in a room in Dar es Salaam, uh, where I feel like I've been for the last three months. Um, and in that due room? to return back to the UK quite soon. Well, I leave every now and then, but this is where the laptop is. Right. Working hard, working hard. That's good. So, <laughs> so is it? I really love Tanzania. I love the people there. They're so it's, you know, they're friendly folk. I've done business there, a couple of couple of projects. Um, they're a port and a, and a, and a hospital. Um, loved it. Are you, how are you finding the people? It's been a really good trip, actually. It's been really productive. Uh, you know, I've been able to get out to site a couple of times, uh, get a feeling for what's happening on, on the ground, speak to the local ward chiefs and, you know, uh, see what's happening in the villages and on the ground a lot. Uh, I've been able to you know, meet with various members of, of the government, civil service, ministries, etc. Uh, so it's been really productive. Um, and, yeah, it's been a great way for me to I- I- identify um how we're going to grow in, in in country. So strengthening the team for the ex, ex, exploration, building those key contacts, but also look, looking over the horizon if where we make a success case, who, who do I need to bring in, in-house and how can I grow, the, grow, grow our footprint into Tanzania? Because you know, in, a, in a company like, like, like ours, in the event of a success case, you know, we, we'll be growing ex exponentially and often it, it happens for your ability to grow your management team in depth can't keep up with the growth of of the company and the growth of the share price so it's been good for me to get an understanding of how business works in tanzania and to look at how to grow my business as we develop i mean they're very keen on yeah, investment from outside. Very, you know, very keen i know when we were doing business we got a military escort off the plane that, that's how keen they were, uh, all the way to the conference table, um, and you know, I just, I just felt that they were, they kind of removed obstacles and barriers to doing business in country. So, I mean, the, I mean, which, which, which ministries have you been talking with? Yeah, we're, we're finding we're getting fantastic levels of support from all levels of of the government, and uh, it was one, one of the deputy ministers said to me, "Look, Tanzania needs a good news story. Helium One is a good news story." So they're, they're, they're very keen to see the project as a, as a success uh, because it helps them to sell Tanzania as an, investment juris, as an investment jurisdiction around the world. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, so, right, you left three months ago, dragging your wife and two kids along with you. So has it been worth it? What, what have you been doing with your time? What did the company want you to be doing there? And has it been successful as far as you're concerned? That's been a huge success. You know, it was, was you know, we've, we've, it's, it's been good for me to understand how things are done here, you know, where, where the critical hurdles are, how to navigate them, who to use to help you, um, you know, who is, uh, who, who to, who we would use to consult on issues, who we would bring in as a key member of the team. You know, we're, we're at the start of a long journey and it's important to put your best foot forward from, from, from the beginning. Yeah. And people have been very pleased that, you know, I'm, I'm not a, helicopter CEO coming in and spending a few days and then flying out again. You know, I've, I've moved here, I've brought my family here and people have really appreciated my my commitment to the country. Right. But, but, but talk to me about the tasks that you specifically laid out because, you know, we've seen a, few, seen a few press releases, but I'm more interested in um, what have you been able to do in the last three months since we last spoke? What, what's, the, what's the update? Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, the... the, the the key on the ground act activity, which we've commenced, is the acquisition of Seismic. So we've got a team of nearly 100 people out there at the moment, um, VIP trucks, recording stations, a whole crew of people moving nodes around uh, and driving that all, all the way forward. Now, this is a key technical hurdle for us to overcome before we, we drill. It's not a seismic campaign for discovery or out of scientific curiosity. I've removed any of the lines which were to look at where does this fault end or what happens here. I, I don't care. This is to focus specifically on the traps that we have targeted to improve our resolution over those tracks and to make sure that when the drilling happens, we can drill directly onto the crest of, of, the, of the closure um, rather than accidentally drilling off on a shoulder receiving a false negative, where if we'd gone two, two kilometers along strike, we'd have been in a 30 meter of, 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 of uh, gas pay. Right, well, so what does that mean? So you, you didn't want to be on the shoulder. What, what, just get, I mean, don't make it too technical, so, but what, what were you nervous of doing there? So uh, if you can imagine you've got gas closures like this, angling my hand in the right way from thing. Now, these are, are all characterized by rather wide-spaced historical seismic at, at, the, at the moment. So we've got a cross-section like this, which shows this shape of closure, but the next cross-section is you know, six kilometers away. Now, in the interim, this could go up like that and back down. It could go down and back up again. So if, we, if it goes down and back, back up, then this is the top part of the closure there. We need this infra data to make sure that we're drilling right on the crest of the closure, right where it, there. Got it. You know, so it, it because gas rises, it collects at the top of, of, of the closures, and that's the part of the traps that you want to target. Okay, so you've acquired, you've acquired seismic, you're also going to be commencing drilling soon. Okay, so have you pointed anyone yet? I can be more precise than soon. Yes, we're drilling in the middle of May. We've uh, appointed Mitchell Drilling, uh, who are okay. a well-known drilling contractor, 50 years of experience, 115 rigs uh, in various parts of the world. They're, they're a really good team to work with, uh, a lot of knowledge in, in depth and experience in gas ex exploration. Uh, we've actually negotiated a very good deal with them. 
uh, they've agreed to do the third hole and an optional fourth hole being paid in shares, uh, which is almost okay. unheard of in this DNA for a drilling contractor to, to take 50% of their contract in equity. Um, and that gives us a lot of that gives us a lot of op- optionality for if we identify new targets uh, in the seismic camp campaign. We've got the the capacity to expand our exploration pro- program to test those targets. Okay, so drill for equity, yeah, it's r- rare right now because not not, not uh, yeah, it's not, it's not normal these days. Um, that does say a lot to me. That says they've got a high degree of confidence about wh- what you've got there. I mean, I, I would put that as a big, you know, green light, um, quite frankly. So you, what type of drilling are they going to be doing? Are they sort of generally sort of shallow type stuff? Is it sort of exploration type drilling? Is that the nature of it? So we're, we're going down to a depth of 1,200 meters. Um, okay. 1,200 meters. You don't need to go so so deep to find a commercial accumulation of helium because it's a very high value gas. So it's not, you don't need to go to 10,000 meters to get a commercial flow. You can get it from quite shallow traps. Um, but interestingly enough, and which what I see is a big victory for the company, is Mitchell Drilling have agreed to provide a, a larger rig than we additionally con- con- contracted. Uh, they're providing it for, for, for no additional cost. Um, and it's a big win for the, for the company. One, it gives us a lot more pull in the exploration. So that if we get into bad ground, we're still able to complete our, 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 our targeted, our targeted drilling. Um, but importantly, this rig we, we're, they're providing to us, um, it's able to drill six and three quarter inch core to a depth of 1200 meters, which means it's suitable for the appraiser world drilling as well. So, What's the difference between exploration and appraisal drilling? So appraisal drilling, you, so ex, exploration is to test if there is gases there and to attempt to take a sample of that gas. Appraisal well drilling is to understand the, um, the composition of the reservoir and to test the flow rate of that reservoir. So... Um, with the appraisal world drilling, we're literally poking a hole down. It'd be a HQ diameter by the time it gets into the target zones. That's a 10 cent, cent, 10 centimeter open hole depth, open hole width. Um, we are optimistic we can run a, you know, we can run wire lines down, down there. We can analyze for gas in mud as we drill. So we will, from those tools, we'll be able to see if there's helium in the rocks that we're drilling through. And using the wire line, we'll be able to see if it's gas or how it sits in the strata. Uh, we're also going to try to do a drill string test to try to flow that uh, helium to surface so we can take a sample of the gas. With these narrow holes, that might work, that might not, but we're, we're, we're going to try it. Um, if we get a good show on the wireline and a good show on the mud log, then that gives us confidence to move on to appraisal drilling. That is a much wider diameter hole, seven inch wide. Uh, and you can, uh, the, the core you come out is six and, a, six, six and three quarter inches. So you can take that away for petrological studies. They can do porosity permeability testing on that core. You would then spend more time cleaning out this hole. So removing the mud cakes from the from the whole walls, and to do a full drill string test. So properly try to flow this stuff, 
Uh, you can measure the flow rates. You can see how the pressure drops when you flow it. Uh, and it gives you a lot more understanding of the characteristics of the reservoir and how it's going to be, be behave during the production. So okay. the appraiser well it gives you information that you need to design your production holes. Right, and so that and that saves you what time and money, I presume. Well, by by mobilizing by using the same rig, it's saving us about half a million dollars in more than demol. But importantly, it's savings between four and six months in getting equipment out of a country, finding a new con- contractor, contracting the rig, bringing it into the country. Um, for, for us, you know, for for, for 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 me, I'm really keen to keep this project moving and to stick to aggressive timelines, which I've set. If we can go directly from exploration into, into appraisal, we can complete all of our uh, field evaluation program this year, meaning that next next year we can focus on engineering, permitting, and construction. Tell me this, though. When we spoke, your share price has moved just sideways, right? Every time it gets a little bit of movement, People are selling in the marketplace, right? And I, and yet, when I compare it to someone like Desert Mountain Energy, little bit of news, nothing spectacular. Share price, boom, amazing uh, response from the marketplace. What are you doing right or wrong compared to them? I think I'll answer what we're doing right, which is we're working very hard to make sure that the. Uh, exploration program continues on schedule and, and on budget. You know, what we've done is do what we said we were going to do, which sounds like not much of an achievement, but in Africa, uh, it's tricky in the midst of a pandemic. Eh? Um, what I think people are waiting for is the drill bit to done. I think once we've got uh, the drill bit turned and have concrete evidence of uh, gas in the, in the ground, uh, helium shows in in mud, gas pay identified in in wireline. If we can flow the helium to surface, we can hold up a sample of it. And I think once we've got a helium disc, disc discovery, then we can expect the same levels of explosive growth that our peers have seen in North America. Right. Okay. And you've got a resource. They haven't. So they must be doing something. They must be doing something that you're not. I know you want to talk about the good stuff, but what are you not doing that they're doing? They're actually they're exploring in brownfield basins. So these basins have been well drilled in the past for hydrocarbon ex- ex- exploration. They've been measured for helium shows, uh, and so it's it's relatively easy for them to walk 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 up and identify small targets. You know, uh, you know, a, a billion cubic feet is you know global resource. I think uh, Blue Star helium have got three and a half billion cubic feet. So it's a nice little pocket of helium. You can sell to a North American market. It's nice business. Um, what we're doing is something much more ambitious. This is a greenfield target, which has never been explored, uh, you know, where there's no holes that have tested it. Um, what, what, what we have is much greater potential. We, we've got uh, 138 billion cubic feet as a P50 resource. It's got the capacity not just to provide a small fraction of local market, but we can provide a meaningful quantity of you know, 10 to 15 percent of global demand over the next 100 years. You know, what we're doing is something which is going to change the way that helium is supplied across the globe for the next century. Uh, and also with our 
with our scale and our grade, the low capital cost it takes us to get into production, we, we've got the real opportunity to be the price maker in the market and to, to, to decide how helium is marketed as a commodity uh, on, for multiple generations. What happens if these four drills don't hit? <laughs> um, it's not a scenario we're spending a lot of time on. Uh, however, and, and, and why should we? All, all of the indicators are there to show that there's helium under the ground. It, it bubbles up to the surface at 10.5%. We've got well vision. Remind me what 10.5% mean. What does that mean? Again, people new to this story. What's, why is that a big deal? So, ten, so average production at the moment comes from anything from half a percent down to 0.03 percent. So 10.5% is 50 to 200 times higher than anything that's currently in production. Right. Uh, so, and, and it's in a nitrogen gas carrier. So we don't have to deal with um, hydrocarbon, greenhouse gases, etc. We can produce zero carbon uh, helium which is going to be increasingly important as the century evolves. Okay, so let, let's. I, I will put a link to the pre, our previous interview, which we had uh, a few months ago, where you kind of explain the macro and you explain the green element to this, green investing element to this, and the high-grade nature of this and the scale of this. So rather than go over that again now, let's park that up and say, please, if you're listening to this, Go see that interview. That was very fulsome and detailed. It gives you a very good knowledge of the um, helium market as a whole and where you potentially could sit because it's it is it's got, you've got scale there for sure. Um, that said, that said, I'm not going to let you go with the share the share price thing, okay? Because it is moving sideways. Why? Why? What do you think the problem is? Um, I think. The problem is the, the, the drive to, to buy. What's the time catalyst? Now, throughout January, February, March, the time catalyst was we are drilling some point in the future. But why invest in helium t- t- today and sit there for six months? Why not invest in somewhere where there's a catalyst event coming sooner and you could get your reward faster? Um, I think that as we're moving into drilling, you know, we've, we've announced it's mid-May. Uh, as we start mo- mobilizing rigs and start mo- mo- mobilizing equipment, uh, that, 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 that catalyst is, is going to become more and more apparent. And I think that's when we're going to start to see the price creeping up. Okay. And then what is plan B, by the way? Um, so I, so we've got three projects. As you know, Rookwa is our most advanced one because of the wealth of historic data that we had available. Uh, but IASI and Balangida are both equally unique in terms of geology uh, and are also slightly different. So IASI and Balangida are both salt, salt lakes. So in the subsurface, there's um, horizons of salt, which is the grade A capstone. So if we find the problem with Rukwa is that there's no seal, then we would have to go to IASI and Balangida, where we know that the salt formations which are going to be a perfect seal and uh, start again from there. Okay. Um, so, right, just leave, leave us with a final thought, if you don't mind. And I said, I will encourage people to go to our previous interview, which we kind of went into, you know, much longer and much more detail. I was intrigued to catch up, catch up with you and say, what have you been doing over there? Because you're coming back soon, aren't you? You're on your way back? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm flying back on Thursday. Good luck with that. Uh, Fourteen-day quarantine. Uh, traveling by Turkey, so I'm coming in from a greenest country. Oh right, oh right. You're going to get oh sneaky. I like it. Um, okay, so so I, what the reason I called was I want to know what you've done while you've been there. What how have things meaningfully changed? Is it all around the um, you know getting the drill bit turning? That that's what you wanted to be able to do while you were there. Or at least start, you know, be the process for it. My my primary focus at the moment is to get that bit into the ground and get it rot- rotating. That that's when we will see that, that value add for all of our shareholders is where we make that uh, discovery. Uh, I've been focused on making sure we can get that done on time and budget. And so far, touch wood, things are going well. Um, you know, in in you know, the other things we've achieved in in, in country. Uh, you know the, the relationships we've made with with the governments, the relationships we've we've made with uh, cont- contractors, uh, the 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 view we've been able to take to look over the horizon on how to grow the team once we make a discovery. You know, these are all really valuable things. Okay, what's your favourite thing that you've eaten since you've been there? <laughs> this is this is this is imagine the sort of questions that are are are. Fellow media people ask, uh, so I'm, but I'm going to ask it today because I, 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 I have memories of uh, goat uh, in, but you know, cooked overnight in sand, you know, you know, buried in sand. Fantastic. Go on then. What have you got? Uh, well, I, I, I would have liked to have said a, 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 a lovely salty cup of tea and an open fire chibati, which I took out at the Ayasi project in a mud hut covered in a tarpaulin. However, in honesty, it was a uh, prawn stuffed lobster tails. <laughs> they were delicious, man. <laughs> I know. I think I remember. They do do good seafood there. There's a big um, oh, thing of amazing shipping fleet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cliff, Cliff Top Hotel. It was just yeah. beautiful. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm glad, glad you're having fun. Well, I um, appreciate the update. Uh, I want to see how you're getting on. I think it's one of the uh, more interesting stories in a kind of very niche space not many people pay attention to um you know you've introduced it to us and you know um i want to see how this market grows and expands over the course of the next year or so um stay in touch uh hope you go back safely with the family and kids and we'll speak soon okay yep i'll talk to you when i'm back in the uk thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.